Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll leave, I leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete show. I say welcome back. It's not an ad break. This is the start of the show for Granite Lounge. It's Thursday, the 29th of December, uh, the day after John uh, Legend's uh, birthday. <laughs> good to get a Hope reminder. A good time. Johnny uh, will be uh, featuring the very best uh, battery brands, and we're going to be talking about all things 2022. Uh, a little dirty roundup of uh, the year that has just gone. Does that make sense, Lukey Moore? It does, and I think um, we should also maybe talk about some of our hopes, fears, and dreams for 2023 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the best way of doing this. Um, what do you think John Legend got up to on his birthday? I mean, it's just after Christmas. People are probably on a bit mm. of a down. I you know, just had loads of entertaining to do. I've done loads of eating and drinking. Can't mm. really be bothered to raise myself for your birthday, John. Uh, are you going to get the piano out? I think that's what people. Yeah, are be I mean, he probably did quite a lot of that on Christmas Day and, and, and Boxing Day, to be honest. So he probably had quite a, you know, he probably celebrated quite low key, uh, piano key in his case, <laughs> minor and, uh, key, and uh, minor key, and uh, he and he probably just, I don't know, appeared on. He probably like took it easy and probably only appeared on like seven uh, political podcasts. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. And do you think also mm. if you're like if you're in, you're John Legend, you're on a big gathering at Christmas. 
and let's be honest he's wealthy right so maybe it's it's a reasonable assumption to say he's probably either at his own house or someone else wealthy's house who are going to mm. have a piano do you think he gets tired of the idea that people just want him to play you know christmas carols or christmas songs on the piano and stuff or do you think he's up for it i i think people who can play the piano uh a quite a quite game for that sort of thing because it's quite a communal kind of joyful instrument, isn't it? The old, yeah. the old percussion, the old, uh, the the old piano. So it's kind of like it's quite nice to sort of get everyone round and out, around the old Joanna and 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 play some Chaz and Dave. And you're a natural. I don't think he's doing Chaz and Dave, but if you're if you're a, if you're a natural performer anyway, you probably relish it. Yeah, yeah, you probably you you probably relish those types, and and I think if um, yeah, I can imagine like the family uh, is it Chrissy, whatever her name is. And the family Chrissy all sort of like Chrissy Teigen all that sat around just uh, having a having a little sing song around the piano. That sounds lovely. It sounds absolutely idyllic. Yeah, I think so. I think um, yeah. I wish him all the very best. But he didn't answer my question. Do you think he's still going? Do you think he just goes oh, what, all the just way like through playing every <laughs> playing a song every day, like playing music all the time? Yeah, I think I think um, I think there's a chance that he might have a little break on the 27th, probably. Because what's interesting is I don't think it's a I don't think Boxing Day is that big a deal in the US. Right. I mean, is it a big de- is it a big deal over here though? It's a, it's a holiday, isn't it? Excited about it. Right. Yeah. I guess and we so. get shopping, but, I mean, in, don't we? We do. Yeah, well, we some do people do. Like, some people. It's like it's like Black Friday in the US, the day after Thanksgiving. Boxing Day is kind of that here, really, isn't it? Oh, the Boxing Day sales. Yeah, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, like, do people sort of still go out and sort of? Do, I mean, it's all about um, online shopping, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got like um, Cyber Monday and all that kind of stuff now. But I, I never mm. really used to go out shopping on Boxing Day anyway because I was always like, either hung over or went out to the pub with my pals because I'm a bloody mm. well, speaking of John Legend I'm a bloody legend for doing that <laughs> isn't it yeah I, I don't remember any sort of particularly um, particularly uh, shopping-y um, Boxing Days yeah but I think I think Boxing Day was always the day I went out with my, my schoolmates and got pissed and then uh, and then sort of made my way back down to Leicester on the 27th usually very nice for nice. New Year's Eve. That is a and how, what did you used to? Um, how did you used to hit? Because we're not doing a show on New Year's Eve this year. So no. le- tell me how you used to hit Leicester hard on New Year's Eve. What was the what was the vibe? I mean, it was always who it was depending on who was still around. Because obviously, you know, university people go home for, for for the period. But in the main, my my house would usually be uh, full of people. Um, to be honest, we'd usually go down to Oxygen Nightclub uh, with a buy uh, tickets. A four pint a four say again did you have to buy tickets um no i don't think you did have to to be honest because it was a rather unlovable little <laughs> shitty little place um but uh we would uh get a big bottle of orange juice vodka uh, and fill up an empty uh, carton of milk with uh, a mucky mixture of booze uh, and, and stroll down to there in well, our, bit, in our really baggy with, jeans i didn't question you going in there with a milk carton full of booze didn't go in there i mean that was our that was our walkie drinks wasn't it Right, so you're like basically Ron Burgundy and Anchorman. <laughs> Just little walkie drinks around. <laughs> and then and then you would be a straight through crew guy, would you? Would you go all the way through to New Year's Day and then carry on partying, baby? Uh, no, I'd, 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 I'd probably be being sick in the street at about two o'clock in the morning going, why? I, why how can I start the year like this? More efficient. I remember, like, I would, I would sort of hate to... I, I would hate to sort of be ruining the first couple of hours of the new year in the same way that I remember in Hartlepool running home to uh, to my to my house where my mum and dad lived uh, before Christmas Day because I didn't want to be out drinking 
when 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 the clock struck twelve. Oh, this is a delightful insight into your psychology. So basically, it's weird, you, isn't it? You would do whatever you could to be home, like basically like the pump, like, turn it into a pumpkin. Yeah. As soon as, and did you ever, did you always make it? No, no, no. Like half the time I'd be getting at two o'clock, feeling like feeling like I'd let everyone down. Yeah. And then at like eight o'clock in the morning, when everyone else is up uh, checking out their presents, I was like, oh dear. But did you used to make the effort and go down as well? Mm, no. <laughs> what time would you surface? I would, I would delay delay it till at least about nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Uh, so, but but everybody would they, they'd wait for me, but it's, I still felt like I was a scumbag and I was ruining Christmas. Yeah. Do you want to add any more to that, or are you finished? I'm just sorry. I'm just sorry, everyone. <laughs> so I used to, hey, yeah. I used, to, I used to hit it pretty hard on Christmas Eve, but I, I had to always know my limit because my mum would kick the shit out of me, not physically, <laughs> uh, if I, if I wasn't up at the right time on Christmas Day morning. Some of my friends used to go <laughs> way over the top. So, so basically, we used to go to like a local pub, mm. and when it kicked out, that was generally fine. I could walk home. I'd be home by, like you say, midnight, and that'd be fine. Mm. Getting up at seven thirty-eight would be okay. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, obviously you're a teenager or you're in your early 20s, so you can kind of bounce back. Um, mm. But there was always talk around last orders being called in that local pub about getting a cab around to Portsmouth. <laughs> right, which okay. is essentially, yeah. for those of you who don't understand the geography of southern England where I grew up, that involves having to get a cab all the way round the top of the harbour to Portsmouth, mm. which is about a 25-minute cab journey, to go to like a nightclub on Christmas Eve for like two hours. And they have to get a cab all the way back round again because there'd be no ferry. Mm. And it's just it's just pointless. But some people always did it. I never understand why. Basically, because they couldn't get enough of the booze, right? And I remember once my friend um, my friend Duncan got so drunk on Christmas Eve that and he was, it was he was impossible to move. They couldn't get him couldn't get him home. And so he ended up check this out being wheeled by his mate and his brother in a wheelie bin to the front door of the house. <laughs> And then his brother had to ring the doorbell to get his dad down to help him into the house. I just and, imagine and he just slumped inside a stinking wheelie bin, a green wheelie bin. Yeah, Ima- imagine, <laughs> um, imagine the pride you'd feel as a father. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little. Yeah, I think there's a little. I think there's a little bit of actual pride. Well, you know, at least they've got some good. He's got some good friends who put him in a bin and wheel him home. <laughs> Just using the tools. Use it. It's what Bear Grylls taught us, using the yeah. um, using the environment to help ourselves. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind at it. At least they brought him really. home. They could have just left him there, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Good um, on them. I, I remember um, that night, and I remember seeing him from the other side of the pub at the bar just necking shots and thinking, what are you doing? What are you doing? What it's Christmas doing? Eve, for crying yeah. out loud. You're ruining Christmas. And Christmas Day's a great day if you're not really fucking hungover. <laughs> yes, it really. You've got to do is, anything. Yeah. Like, there's no, no. It's what. It's the one time of the year, probably, where no one expects anything from anything. you. Anything. Yeah. Well, especially when you're young as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're older, you've got to, you know cook the dinner and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, that's bloody hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Peter. So I've got so last show you kind of. I think you were kind of feeling like my things that happened in 2022 were a little bit quaint. And yes. The reason they yeah. were a bit quaint, I think, is because I really tried to not pick out things that were, um, because you know, a lot of news is bad news, right? Yes, that's uh, true. So yeah. I just tried to avoid that, uh, and obviously ran out of steam at the end with Liz Truss. Um, mm. But um, I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to just do the ones that I think are the most interesting. So um, <laughs> first one up. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to pick a number because I didn't um, make a note of the numbers you picked last time and I can't remember no. what they are. So okay. first up, Pete, uh, here's some more interesting stuff that happened in 2022. Apple 
became the first company to reach a stock market value of $3 trillion. Okay. How did they do that then? I thought they'd lost a, money, a lot of money on the old Epic, uh, you know, competitive... Well, here battle. we go. In January, they briefly hit $3 trillion. Right, okay. And in... They touched that ceiling. 2018, they hit $1 trillion. In 2020, they hit $2 trillion. I don't know what it is at time of recording, but for a very short right. period of time, at the start of this year, they hit $3 trillion. Um, right. which I think is an unfathomable amount of money, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's too much. And you never know how much is, you know, <clears throat> could they go out and buy a $3 trillion car? I don't think they, so. They should. <laughs> it's not liquid enough, is they it? They should do that. They definitely should well, do, do that. They, they should just, <clears throat> somebody should like have like an old banger, right, uh, on, a, on a forecourt, and they should just sort of go, right, this is the world's first $3 trillion car. No one's going to buy it. No one cares. But you just declare that you are unwilling to part ways with this uh, $3 trillion car. Um, It'd have to be a small uh, font we, to get all the zeros on the window. It would, yeah, exactly. It'd be, you'd have to put some in the back. But it'd be really funny because obviously, what's the most expensive car? A couple of million? Like there's, there's, probably there's, more there's than that. I reckon it's probably 20 million, probably. Yeah, okay. So, and that would be a second-hand car, you know, from, from well, you know, Hang second-hand on. car. A car from, like, the 50s or something that's been beautifully restored, etc., etc. You know, absolute primo condition. But, like... Do you know nothing where's about the cars? First, where's the first, you know, when's the, where's the first trillion or billion-dollar car? You can just sort of say, well, this, this car, I'm unwilling to sell it for anything less. I'll do it to my car. Right, my Fiat 500 Duologic 2017 with Bluetooth. Change the I name of it unwilling... from the Fiat 500 to the Fiat 3 trillion. I am, I am unwilling to let it go for anything less than three million pounds. Is that all right? Million? Sorry, billion. <laughs> three billion. No, it's trillion. First three billion. Okay, the first three <laughs> trillion dollar car. <laughs> Pete, do you know what it makes me think of this? It makes me think, what's the point of this? Like, right. not the show, the three trillion dollar thing. Like, so, what, so, for example, I understand, you know, at a very basic level, have a successful business, do what you need to do, make a load mm. of value for your shareholders, have a load of happy customers, mm. and all that kind of stuff, right? When it gets to like three trillion, does no one at Apple just go, Where are we going with this? Where like, are we going with what's this? What's the point what's the point of this? <laughs> like we're already wealthier than every country. So this is like a game where we've won the game, but now we've rendered the game almost like totally pointless because as you've rightly pointed out, what is the point of having three having a, a market value of three trillion like what does it mean to well, me it doesn't I mean, mean can, anything well you just start looking at the the um the the, the expensive car catalogue uh and you see my fiat 500 okay. in the back that's what i'm saving for go, baby hmm i mean yeah. nothing's worth that amount so nothing's worth even like a million when it comes to cars so you know hmm maybe maybe we can be the first guys to own the three trillion three trillion Three trillion dollar car. <laughs> You're having a real trouble with this. You're such a socialist that you can't even say three trillion dollars. <laughs> you, know, you say nothing's worth a million. I mean, it's about collectability as well, though, right? So there was that guy, wasn't there, who had the original unboxed uh, original Super Mario Brothers game that had never been opened. It was the only one left, or something. Yes. He, wa- he wanted okay, like three yeah. million for that. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, you can ask for it, can't you? You're not going to get it in the same way that my three trillion dollar car. No one's ever going to buy that, are they? <laughs> what do you think about, um, I say, a really valuable like Jackson Pollock or Van Gogh that goes for like 150 million? Yeah, but I mean, at least, uh, yeah, 
Well, no, I mean nothing's nothing's worth that amount of money, but it is. You, you're not only to, you're taking stewardship of 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 the history of, I suppose, as well, aren't you? And it's only it's the only one that's ever has ever existed and can ever exist, right? Yeah, by definition. Yeah. So I exactly. guess it's about like the, the. I guess it's about the value that the person buying it ascribes mm. to it. Anyway, here's some more great news. Um, in March, microplastics were detected for the first time in human blood. Oh, good stuff. So, yeah, a study published I... um, showed about half the participants in the study had polyethylene terephthalate, a polymer used in water bottles and food packaging, in their bloodstream. Scientists had previously established that the people are exposed to microscopic particles of plastic through the fruit, food they eat, the water they drink, and pleasingly, the air they breathe. But do you think that it, that really matters? <laughs> Like, everyone's getting very excited about it, but it's like there's probably a lot of stuff that, you know... It's not ideal, though, at, is it? At the end, it's just carbon, isn't it? It's not ideal, though. Would you say it's ideal? It's you not, happy, are you happy I'm, with it? I'm, no, I'm not happy with it, but, I mean, I guess... Then there must be other man-made substances that finds their way into our bloodstream, like, through the food we eat and stuff, like, you know, that that aren't, you know, your, your, your microplastics. I mean, like, iron, you can't, you know, you can't break that down very easily well, the human body needs iron doesn't it yeah but it might it, you never know we might evolve to really need microplastics <laughs> yeah I'll tell you what for the microplastic revolution plastic manufacturers are going to be buzzing you the fucking phone's going to be ringing off the hook with a PI I'll be, down in, I'll be down in Sainsbury's I'll be like oh I forgot me fucking bag for life <laughs> testicles out <laughs> just can't put on my put on my supermarket stuff in the testicles reusable lovely isn't it yeah, reusable. reusable Charge me exactly. 30p for this, you cunts. It's my own ball bag. <laughs> so what you're saying is the level of microplastics becomes problematic when you pull your pants down when you're about to get in the shower and you say, you see every little helps on your nutsack. Yeah, exactly. That's every when it goes too far. Yeah. That's, that's a tattoo I've got down there anyway, to be honest. It's interesting for conspiracy theorists, though, because I remember conspir- like, microplastics being like a bit of a conspiracy theory back in the day. And now it's right. proven oh, to be what, the case. Oh, didn't exist? Well, no, people just saying that, you know, oh, well, why do you care what the government say? Because they're pumping microplastics into your brain. Oh. And now microplastics are proven to exist. This is where the, this is where the conspiracy theory thing becomes a real issue. Because hmm. some of them occasionally come out to be like half true and that's what sustains the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I guess I'd be a little bit annoyed. I'd be a little bit annoyed if I um if we suddenly realise that chemtrails exist. Yeah, well, that'd be the worst one for you, would it? That that would be the one that upset me the most, I think, yeah. I think you're pretty safe on that front. I think <laughs> I think it's more stuff like people saying back in the day, oh the CIA are doing like medical experiments with L S D on people. Turns out they were <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. So sometimes the stuff does prove itself to be at least partly true, and I'm not yeah. saying that you know that, that that all of them do or anything like that. But that's what sustains people, isn't it? They go because they can always point to something and go to one that actually was yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, here's some more good news. In mid March, um, a gigantic ice shelf collapsed in East Antarctica. Yeah, I mean that that's been happening for a while. The old ice shelves, isn't it? Guess how collapsing. big this shelf was that collapsed. And I don't think people fully grasp this enough, so I really do want to make this very clear. Guess how big... A third big... of a mile. Pardon? A third of a mile. A third of a mile, he says. That would be big, wouldn't it? That would be big. That would be Like a, a square, a third of a square mile, basically. Sizable. Yeah. yeah. 450 square miles. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
yeah. <laughs> square miles as well. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it happened decades quicker than expected because it was right, being monitored. Okay, yeah. uh, and uh, it's the first time that's happened at that level since uh, satellites started monitoring activity there, which was in 1979. So, um, yeah, the great thing about it was the kicker is that this is apparently the area of Antarctica that scientists believe to be least vulnerable to the effects of climate change. <laughs> But they do you not think that they would um that would create like a massive tidal wave somewhere that seems really chunky yeah i mean it's, it, I, I mean presumably yes but i mean i think the 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 this, the, the vast sort of areas we're talking about i suppose in the in the ocean mm. generally maybe negate that happening but it's mm. not i mean it's not fucking ideal is it um <laughs> that's a that's a big old space yeah you know, it's, ba- it's, it's basically um just trying to give you like a comparison. It's about it's about a twenty fifth as big as Belgium. Uh, could you not find something that's smaller? Could you just like... yeah? Okay, right. <laughs> let me just try and think. Um, it's, it's it's basically just, it's ninety five times bigger than London's Heathrow Airport. Does that help? Mm, These are quite again, weird ones. Like why why have they given us like those kind of comparisons? Just give me something that's the same size, please. I can't find anything. It's a lot though. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, if you if you basically. Four hundred and fifty square miles. If I said, if you said to me, oh, "I've got a new place um, and bought a bit of land," mm. how much? Four hundred and fifty square miles. I'd be impressed by that, and that's really yeah. All you until need I to said know. it was an ice shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's now in, it's but now don't, in the sea. But don't worry, Luke. It's in an area of Antarctica that is least vulnerable to climate change. Yeah. Well, because none of it's left now, presumably. None of it's left now. Yeah. It's in the sea. Very. Um, it's still, it's intact. It's just in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Look, before we go to a break, because um, we're way mm. overdue, I just want to add this one in there as well. Um, for the first time in August, according to a Gallup poll, more Americans are now smoking marijuana than cigarettes. Is that good? I don't know, really. I don't know how to feel about it. Can they? I, I saw uh, a, a, a a Japanese man. Uh, a Japanese man uh, who doesn't ever partake in uh, the old the old weed. Uh, he had a couple of drinks and stuff, and he and and someone I knew was smoking like a resin, um, like a um, what do you call it, a, a vape with like some some weed resin and weed. It's um, three times the size something. of the Isle of Wight. Better. See, I can understand that. Not good, is it? It's not good, though, is it? Lovely old job. Lovely. Um, yeah, he had a little weed um, thing, and the Japanese man went, give me a go on that. And he went, and then he projectile vomited. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think for some people, it's not an alternative for booze. No. I, I, and then I, the bouncer, actually, then the bouncer came out and went, um, here, watch this. And, and, and the guy was fucked. And watch this. And he poured just cold water on his head and down the back of his um, shirt. And like fucking, he just woke up. Like what? Like, like a style, like a plant. Yeah, he just needs a bit of water. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. What a great, what a great, um, what a great kind of remedy. If you if you ever need to wipe uh, wipe someone up, if you ever need to wake someone up, just pour just pour water down their back. They don't tend to like it, do they? There's loads of videos online no, of people getting woken like up it, with no, water no. chucked in their face. <laughs> One of my favourite type of videos on the internet is a pissed man having water poured over him by other pissed men. Getting up, right. saying he's going to punch them all, and then falling over again because he's still pissed. That's a great genre <laughs> video, in my view. But um, yeah, definitely on, on the um, on the marijuana and cigarette thing. So it's partly to do with the fact that um, cigarette smoking in the US has declined a great deal, right? Yeah. So in the fifties, um, 
45% of Americans roughly smoked adults. Right, right? okay. Which is an astonishing number. And uh, now it's down to about 12.5%, <clears throat> which, is, which is quite interesting because America generally aren't huge on public information campaigns and health campaigns and stuff. They don't tend to do that kind of stuff. Whereas in okay. the UK, I know that the public information health campaign to reduce smoking in this country is seen as one of the great examples of um, the education and help of a, of a population by, the, by mm. a government. Because I think... The, and so the government's... Uh, I think possibly the Labour government at the time got the numbers down from way up there to down to about six or seven percent now, uh, right. and they always sort of they always kind of parrot that as being a great example of public health. But actually, what's mm. interesting is I don't believe America has done that, but it's still declined from forty five down to um, like whatever it is now, twelve and a half percent now. So it's kind of interesting that. People are generally choosing to not do it anyway, I guess, just because of the information they've got available to them. And then because marijuana has been legalized, it naturally is going to jump up. Um, so it's kind of a bit of an anomaly, but it's still quite an interesting um, interesting development, I think. Is it not just kind of like um, Americans probably saw, you know, because I guess their media kind of is a bit more focused on looking good and being healthy and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, proliferation of like... Health food shops and 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 um, uh, really um, healthy shakes and stuff. I don't know. And then you're smoking a bifter, smoking not a bifter, smoking a uh, a non biftery bifter. A bong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So tab. I think I think um, that's really interesting because ironically, of course, the most one of the most successful marketing campaigns ever is the Marlboro Man, right? Who's yes, seen as this? Okay. Who's seen as this uh, definitive example of what an American man should be? And he mm. would always smoke Marlboros. And you can picture him now, even though you never grew up in America, you never smoked yep. Marlboros, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and then you have all that controversy, to say the least, in, in, in the intervening years of, of um, the tobacco companies trying to kind of wriggle out of their responsibilities and all the stuff like that. So mm. it's got an interesting kind of thing. Um, I think, I wonder if Britain will follow the US's example in legalising marijuana, which of course is done at a state level in the US, it's not done federally, so it depends on where you are. But uh, it seems to be going that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Um, shall we hit an ad break? Come Let's back do it. Some battery battery bands. The last one of twenty twenty two. Let's do it. Lovely. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids 
in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. We're back with a look at Pete Shaw, and we're back with the final gears upon some of the very best and most unique battery brands uh, in in the world, uh, pretty much, for 2022. This will be our final uh, battery brand collection, uh, and uh, we've got one from Matt. Uh, hello, the Luke and Pete. I found some new batteries at work, and I don't recall hearing the name before. They are double A, 100% peak powers, apparently, which I'm fairly certain was an Andre the Giant's uh, tag team from the 80s. Peak powers. Uh, <laughs> cheap crap, probably from Amazon. I love the shop. Currently re-listing from the start when I run out of new pods to hear. It's all ad revenue. Aye. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. you can listen to old ones. Uh, and it helps us just as much as the new ones. All the best, lads. Uh, and keep up with the great work. Matthew. 100% peak powers. Sounds like crap. Are they any good? Yeah, 100% peak power. Never seen them before. No one's sent them in yeah. before. Um, a very, very interesting new player to the game. Um, just got a big orange 100% symbol on the side of them. Great to see. <laughs> uh, congratulations, yeah. Matt, on a new player. What a great way to end the year. Fantastic stuff. Maybe we'll get a threeer. Maybe we'll get one of those rare threeers we've been hearing so much about. Chris says, uh, Hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, while checking out my local Catalan supermarket, I noticed what I hope to be some new players in the battery game. Segasa Super Alkaline. Segasa Super Alkaline. Why are you saying it like that? What do you mean? Well, that's how they'd say it in Catalan, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Segasa Mikasa. Segasa, <laughs> super alkaline. Um, for those of you looking out and listening out for a famous hat trick to end the year, I'm afraid I have to disappoint you uh, uh, because these are these have been sent in by Chris for the second time. Our friend Dan sent them in at the start uh, of August, um, uh, so that's the second time we've had them, which makes them officially not a new player. Sorry about that, Chris. That's a real shame. That is a real shame. Uh, finally, for now. Michael, hello from Seattle. Yep, the gum wall place. <laughs> uh, could I, could such a simple name be a new player? They came with a new purchase of a professional digital pocket scale. Large, super heavy duty. Uh, keep the good work, Michael. Large, super heavy duty from your friend of mine, the digital scale. No, so, I mean, large have been sent in a very, very huge, well, just a huge number of times uh, yeah. in the past. Larger ones we've seen. I mean, even you would remember those, Pete, and your memory shot to bits. That's um, true. So they're not um, they're not new players, I'm afraid. So thank you very much for sending them in, Michael. But um, they're not new players. So only one out of three uh, this time around. Absolute shame that. Never mind. Well, look, better luck next time, guys, and better luck next time for 2023. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, why not? Don't let it deter you. Keep it, keep it, com- keep them coming in. You never know what you'll find. Yeah, damn right. Um, should we Damn's do a couple more highlights of 2022 before going on to what we were looking forward to in 2023, and then we can get out of here, Peter. All right, then. Well, let's do one of those, and then we'll do 2023, okay, and then cool. we'll get out. Okay, yeah. what about uh, in September, NASA smashed a spacecraft into an asteroid in a planetary defense test? Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, that was that was sexy. That, you know, if, you're, if you want me to sort of stand up and take notice of, your old, uh, of the old NASA news... Um, it's it, it's it's inexplicably something like that, really. I mean, a, a few a few days ago, we had one where uh, they uh, there was like a it was a NASA Mars rover part two sort of thing that uh, fl- it's kind of like a, um, oh yeah, I saw this yeah. 
it was like so it's, it's a thing this is a it's, it's a it's a um a bit of uh, instrumentation uh, that's been sitting on Mars for a long time, and every time, uh, every time these things die, NASA write these kind of very poetic final messages from the uh, Mars uh, equipment, basically signing off because you know for whatever reason energy is low, um, the the soil, the, the the ammonia in the soil is attacked, uh, the the bits and bobs inside these these little electric creatures, um, and this. This guy, this guy, this bit of uh, equipment on Mars sent one final picture from there uh, and said, my power's really low, so this may be the last image I can send. Don't worry about me, though. My time here has been both productive and serene. If I can keep talking to my mission team, I will, but I'll be signing off here soon. Thanks for staying with me. Oh, um, nice. I don't know why they have to make me feel like this about <laughs> a bit of tech that's you know just left on the, the, the surface of Mars. The weird thing is, if you're sat in mission control, it's probably the gigs are next to you is writing that message. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit kinky. I don't like it. There's no one up there doing it. No, he's, exactly. He's, he's pretending to be that. He's pre- yeah. He's basically larping as a as a bit of. But it is poetic, isn't it? Equipment. And isn't it a really interesting example of whether human beings can feel something emotional for machines? Yeah, I mean, very much yes in my case. Yeah, I mean, you are part machine though, right? So I mean, <laughs> but but I think, yeah, and exactly. it's also it also raises an interesting point around the idea that whenever we're looking for UFOs or whatever, or we're looking for alien life, mm. people, as far as I know, aren't really looking for mechanical machinery, right? Which is basically what they should be looking for because that's the first thing we do. What we look for probes, satellites, rovers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, human beings aren't Mars. Human beings aren't out no. beyond the solar system because they can't be, right? So, yeah, it's going to be the, the artifacts of um, Avi Loeb, who's like a very famous, I think Harvard-based um, um, scientist, planetary scientist, and, and um, cosmologist, says that you know that's what we should be looking for. The first evidence you'll see will be of things left behind by civilizations because those things last a lot longer. It's not organic right. material, right? So that makes sense. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting if, like, an alien civilization did arrive on Mars, saw that little rover, said, what the fuck is that? It doesn't do anything. <laughs> How'd that get here? <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. Who's leaving their crap space crap around? Yeah. Well, it's space junk, Peter, isn't it? Space, space junk. junk. Space um, junk, yeah. And this show is space junk, and for that reason, we're going to end it. We're not going to do what we're looking forward to 2023, because <laughs> I've just remembered Rory asked us to do that um, for the first show of 2023, which is coming on monday so we'll do that instead we'll wrap up here that's been 2022 for us thank you very much for all your support throughout the year we really appreciate it um the most powerful way you can support us is by listening to our shows but also telling your friends about it the word of mouth um thing Mm. is really powerful in podcasting still that goes for all stack podcasts not just ours here Um, but thank you very much for your support um get in touch we love to hear from you hello at luke is the email address we are at luke and pete show on social media of course if you want to help us further um you can leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast that really helps as well uh but on behalf of Pete and me and producer rory and the whole stack team thank you very much for your support throughout the year it means a lot to us it's been great to have you on board and we hope to make many shows uh, in the future for you guys to enjoy as well um that's it from me peter anything for you to yeah. add no, that's good. that made me quite emotional. Oh. Happy New Year, everyone! We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you very soon. As emotional as the Mars rover, or not? <laughs> Similar. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>